Hey there, how's it going everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Bergerman. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We have a really exciting, very recent video game soundtrack to discuss today. Penny's Big Breakaway. This is going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh, I am pumped. This is a game that just came out, soundtrack just released. It's a 3D platformer by a lot of the people that made Sonic Mania. Uh, Evening Star is the name of this fairly new studio that made this game. Uh, And the composers that we have primarily today on this soundtrack are T. Lopes and Sean Bialo both phenomenal composers we also have one um, contribution today from hunter bridges and then a couple of collab tracks between t and christian whitehead so this is a score that blew me away honestly the the developer their youtube channel has been posting you know tracks for actually a few months now here and there and it's it's one of the best soundtracks i've heard in a long time i cannot wait for this episode today yeah, I, I'm really excited to hear the rest of the soundtrack. From what I've heard, what I find interesting is even though, you know, T. Lopes is, I think, very known for his music in the Sonic series, there it feels like this game has a lot of Nintendo influence mm-hmm. in terms of its soundtrack and overall aesthetic. So I'm really excited to kind of hear these composers take on some of that kind of musical style and tradition absolutely i think you're right yeah it's a very quirky soundtrack it's a cool mix of sounds it's kind of the synth fusion there's some rock here there's a lot of other types of genres that pop in some nice pastiches it's just a really wonderful quirky soundtrack bangers after bangers so look forward to that um for anyone who hasn't heard it yet we just got to dive in because there's so much great music here what you heard playing in was jigs up penny and that was composed by t lopes um, next, what we're going to do is a little back-to-back. The title theme of the game is very short. It's only about 19 seconds. So we're going to do that right into Hello Macaroon, um, which is a Sean composition show. So we have a T uh, title theme followed by a Sean track. So this is Breakaway followed by Hello Macaroon. Here we go. You guys listening to the absolute banger hello macaroon this is the backstage menu theme uh, just before that we heard breakaway which was the title theme so we have a t followed by sean track holy moly uh so i was actually introduced to sean's music on um the most recent discord discotech uh we had quite a few amazing tracks i know one of which was from donut dodo 
Um, so I cannot wait to see more of what Sean does. I will be watching his career with a lot of excitement. Holy moly, is this amazing music. Yeah, I remember um, on that episode, both of us being particularly excited about um, his compositions and his voice in far, insofar as it's just like the melodies are really strong, the production is really mm-hmm. interesting, and it has all the qualities of, I think, some of our favorite like chip tuners, which is that it's like it captures the, the feeling that old classic VGM makes us feel but it also brings a sort of modern polish and flash that goes far beyond a lot of that stuff now obviously this game is not using a chiptune palette but it almost kind of reminds me of jake kaufman's mighty switch force oh yeah palette yeah the two composers that come to mind with sean's music is vert and yasuki yasui there's others too and obviously he has his own voice but the sense of color and wonder and just entertainment that you get from his music. Oh my gosh. And and I will say, tease tracks are also amazing. I mean, some of my favorite work I, I've heard from him is in the score too. So both of these composers really outdid themselves. Uh, this is a score that is primarily composed by T. Um, I think with our playlist today, it's pretty evenly split. And it goes without saying, there are some amazing tracks that we didn't have time for today. So we had to make some cuts uh, let's move on. Uh, the next track we're going to play is the Tides Well theme. It's called Refracting Feelings, again from Penny's Big Breakaway. This is composed by T. Here we go. This gorgeous track is Refracting Feelings by the amazing composer T. Lopes. Just, you guys know what I'm saying, right? I mean, this soundtrack, wow. It's such a breath of fresh air. Someone on YouTube was mentioning that there's they're hearing some Jean-Jacques Perry influence on the score, and I totally know what they mean. Some of these early wild synth sounds and kind of the use of some classical moves mixed with pop and jazz and sure. almost like public domain kind of music. Yeah, it's just really, really colorful and fun. Oh my God, this is... Well, talk about this track. This is such a unique track. I think it's really beautiful, but also groovy. And what do you like about it? You know, it's funny. I was talking about getting really excited to hear a lot of Nintendo sort of influence. But what's interesting is... This doesn't sound like other music from T. Lopes that I've heard, but it really feels... I feel the nostalgia for Masato Nakamura. There's Mm -hmm. aspects of old Sonic music in here. 
there's aspects of you know aquatic ruin zone or it's i'm not even it's not specific musical things but the overall yeah. mixture of this sort of groove palette with a wistful emotional exactly almost very japanese sense of melody and harmony well i think it's I catchy but it's mentioned on twitter that he's excited for people to hear his music in this because it's very different than maybe what they've ever heard from him before um but that doesn't mean that it's not like close to his heart. I can't remember how he worded it, but uh, yeah, I mean, and you know this too, as a composer, I mean, there's a lot of different types of music that you may enjoy writing. And so this could be just as close uh, to his sound and his heart as the stuff he did in Mania, even though like that's that's a style that people maybe associate him with. There's definitely some crossover. I mean, there are some pieces we're going to hear today. Not surprisingly, it feels very Mania-esque, but yeah, this, oh, this is good. It, it seems like in a lot of games movies tv shows that are going for a sort of 80s synth thing it's like they're focused so much on getting the sound right but compositionally it doesn't remind me of that era and i think Mm -hmm. composers like t lopes composers like jake kaufman for instance they can do both they can have the the production and so the sound world of it brings you that nostalgic familiarity but they also are strong enough musicians that they can actually get in. So even if you were to play this on piano or if you were to just hear the music in a more raw, naked presentation, it's a great piece of music, but it also feels classic to this medium. It feels like the type of thing that would have been in a great Sega Genesis game or Super Nintendo game. To me, it fires on all cylinders. The actual musical ideals are are really strong, um, but the sound and the instruments and the production are very captivating and entertaining. Let's move on to a Sean composition. This is one of the in-game cutscene themes. It's called Sleep? No, Throwdown. Here we go. No Throwdown by Sean Bialo from Penny's Big Breakaway. Another comment I read on YouTube is, man, even the cutscene music goes this hard. Like, yeah, what other soundtrack has cutscene music that's, you know, this, it's just such a banger. You know, it doesn't really matter what track you're listening to when you're listening to this whole thing, if it's boss themes or stage themes or cutscene themes. It's just nothing but bangers today. I think, you know, there are a lot of, there's, what, what I love about video games is, it kind of encompasses the entire creative spectrum, you know, because you have video games that rival the aesthetics of cinema 
and the kinds of choices of you know contemporary film scores and then you have video games that maybe are closer to the equivalent of like a Pixar movie. But then you have things like this where I can't think of any movie or TV show that would really sound like this yeah. other than maybe like a Saturday morning cartoon from the 80s or something. But what's yeah. so cool is, and I think for both you and myself, some of our favorite kinds of video game soundtracks are ones where, and we've used this term before, um, foreground music the idea that like the music that you're hearing in the game is the type of thing that you could put together into an album and it would be a completely standalone satisfying mm. listening experience i mean you guys all know this with our podcast but, but but i think for both of us our favorite video game soundtracks are the ones that do both right yes they're they're great in the game they're they're fitting to the the experience and we enjoy the music while we're playing but we also get to listen to them and it's just bangers right that's that's what i love about penny's big breakaway um okay this is one of my favorite tracks in the whole score it's a sean track uh, and I think it's our first boss theme of the day. This is the Sheila boss battle theme. It's called Land Ho Diablo. Holy moly, do I love this. Here we go. You guys are listening to Land Ho Diablo. This is composed by Sean Bialo, and it's also featuring Johnny Atma on guitar on this particular track. Okay, let's talk about what we're so excited about Sean's style. Uh, for me, one of the most exciting newcomer uh, composers on the scene. Uh, you know, in a long time, I'm really, really looking forward to hearing more of his music, but uh, we have to try to break this down. What is so unique about a track like this, in your opinion? There, there, first of all, there's a lot happening. There's a lot to digest in a track like this. It's a wild piece. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, and Sean's music reminds me of your good friend, Vav. Ooh, uh, good in call. that, it's like the music can be incredibly nimble, complex, pro- proggy, like technical, impressive, but yet have a really strong, appealing, yeah. catchy, like pop song that is level true. ideas at the heart of it. Yeah, and I think th- those two things, uh, frankly, I think they go seldom hand in hand because mm-hmm. in order to cultivate one kind of facet of music, it usually means like to, to. I think to be able to write great melodies, you have to come from it of the mindset of less is more. What are just the right notes? What's the most appealing way to present this? The most appealing rhythms, mm-hmm. and to have a really daring, nimble, harmonically interesting, rhythmically interesting 
groove texture arrangement requires a, a different set of principles. And yeah. so I think it's rare for people to excel at one and the other and to be able to use them both together. But some people have that incredible taste. And yeah. I think some people also have the kind of mind where like like Jay Kaufman, for instance, where you get the sense that at a certain point, it the, the, it's not overly thought over like I think that there's clearly an intelligent mind behind it but it isn't the result of dispassionate cold calculated decisions it's about getting into that like creative yeah. flow state and and I gotta say what a match made in heaven T and Sean working together their energies really complement each other and they have a lot in common in their music but they also have some fun differences so going through the soundtrack and especially when you know the crediting you know going back and forth it really led to a full awesome soundtrack let's move on to a t composition this is the molto bean theme it's called uh actually let's have will say it because i don't know how to pronounce this how would you say this title will i would say tutto finisque a taraluci e vino let's go with that from penny's big breakaway listening to Tuto Finiche blah 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 from Penny's Big Breakaway. <laughs> it's a tea banger and I want to talk about what it reminds us of. It kind of feels like a Gran Turismo menu theme to me. I mean, amongst other things, uh, I love music and it, this is obvious because I try to write a lot of music like this. I love music that starts by setting up a really appealing groove where you could just have that groove like it's the whole Wolf approach, right? It's like the groove could be it and it's catchy in and of itself, but then you try to also add a really appealing melody on top. Like that's like, I love starting off with that bed and then bringing it in. It's, it's I don't know, it, it has this layered experience that is for me really enjoyable. I love this track. I also think an aspect that this shares something in common with your music and the music that you have a lot of affinity for, which I think has tremendous overlap to a lot of classic VGM, and I mean, I think a lot of retro game music that maybe isn't, it's not the Sonic, it's not the Zelda, it's not the Mario, but it's like, right. you know, things like Pebble Beach Golf Links and some of these more obscure <laughs> titles that we've celebrated over the years where it's almost like the descendants of jazz. There's there's the aspect of jazz harmony, jazz composition, jazz arranging, but in these 
um, you know, later half of the 20th century, more fusion-y genres. And it's like the way that that coalesced in the development of video games. I feel like at this point, it's very clear to say that there's, there's musical evolution that happened within games and game music itself that is actually distinct from yeah the, and where and, those descendants and of jazz exist like, outside of games these two people in their interests what i love about this score is you get to hear examples of oh clearly this is t going for x going for y it's like music genres that they're interested into and and, and interested in and like to dabble in you know there's a track that is kind of hip-hop that, that t has on the score there's different types of electronic genres that uh, that he'll go for even like some filmic stuff. It's really cool to see how how eclectic you know a game soundtrack can be right. uh, in this day and age. I also think another thing that's really cool about um, the the sound of this score is that the the synth palette is so intentionally cheesy and unsubtle. Like it's it, confident it and colorful. Not, yeah, it it sounds retro in in a way that somebody that doesn't like old synthesizers, it's like this is not this would not be the score for them. Like some of these true. farty, twangy well, synth timbers are here intentionally. Here to me seems to be the goal, and I don't know if this was the goal when they talked about it, but to me, it's the experience. Right? Is okay. We want to have sounds that are in your face and kind of silly and have a sense of humor. I right. mean, clearly, listen to some of those those synths we've heard. I mean, they're not subtle, right? Uh, they're not cool. Like if you're doing like a really cool like jazz fusion track and you want like a really vibe, you know, that's not what it is, right? It's colorful, cartoony sounds, but we want the music to be taken seriously when it comes to the chord progressions, the melodies. There's a craft to this music that the music itself, the material is not just cartoony it's not just silly there's so much more to it and to me that's a combination i also think that is something that does predate video game music and does predate sort of the way that a lot of these like jazz descendant musical styles have been treated in you know cartoons or movies or it's like that that mixture of things where it's like we know that this is silly and lighthearted but the actual meat and potatoes of the composition is not just some sort of throwaway joke it's actually well structured and there's good ideas in here and there's a sort of layer to that yeah i totally agree yeah it's it's one of the things that really excites me about the score this is one of my favorite uh t compositions on the score Uh, i really enjoy this one let's take a listen to strong man
You guys are listening to Strongman from Penny's Big Breakaway, and this is composed by T. Lopes. Uh, this is one of the tracks that actually reminded me of the Kirby series, and there's another one we're going to play uh, that also reminded me, uh, maybe more specifically, of something in the Kirby series. Yeah, this, this soundtrack just doesn't stop, and even the tracks we're not playing, you know, there's no fluff and filler on the score. It's, it's incredibly strong. The experience of listening to all of it is pretty amazing. I think something I'm really enjoying is the stylistic cohesion between the music of these composers. I yeah, mean, they, me too. they've really developed a palette in common, but it goes so much farther beyond the aesthetic palette of mm-hmm. the sounds and the production, which is a very clear, you know, style book that they're following. But even just melodically, harmonically, um, in terms of the, the the musical aspects of arranging. There, there's a really strong cohesion, and I mean, there's yeah, there's tracks of both of them where I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting chord construction, and you know, the, I've, so I've much heard creativity. that in both of their music. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces on the score. Where it's like I've never heard this thing before, and so man, is it fresh. Uh, let's move on to a Sean track. Uh, this is uh, the Mr. Q boss theme. It's called Scientific Method. Here we go. This is Scientific Method by Sean Biello. Look out for this composer. Holy crap, this is my favorite so far of the day. His boss themes are just unreal. Oh my god, I love this so much. It really screams of 80s J-Fusion bands, uh, T-Square and the like. Um, Just the rhythms of this melody. Uh, It's a little bit more zany uh, at times, obviously, because it is a video game boss theme, but... You can tell that <laughs> that's that's some of the music that Sean really likes and it could be influenced by. I'd love to hear more about what some of those specific influences are. But yeah, this just blows me away, man. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, there's a level of musical depth to something like this. I mean, it fulfills maybe my favorite function that music can fulfill, which is that it, it's doing so... There's so much cleverness. There's so much swiftness. And intelligence, like you could do a long, detailed harmonic analysis of the way that this track modulates and leaves its original key and then elegantly finds ways to modulate back into there being a cohesive loop point. But it's like at the same time, you don't need to analyze it because it's it's 
in your deep like animal gut. It's just yeah. so well, would fun you agree and satisfying with me that this is one of the most surprising things for me listening to the score because I'd heard a couple tracks here and there and I got a sense of the palette. I got a sense of the vibe. I watched the trailer and stuff. But I was surprised compositionally how much elegance there is in the score across so many pieces where right. the craft and the way that they're using melody and like you said, key change, surprising borrowed chords, the way that they're using these things, it's not like a super spontaneous feeling. Oh, we just want it to feel like a big solo. Um, yeah. It really feels like there's a lot of intention. Absolutely. These are very well composed tracks. This isn't somebody just kind of riffing. I mean, if it yeah. were, they, they'd be top, 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 top tier musicians. But the, I think that's the thing is like the effect of the music is very different than the intention to create the music. And I think that's something people misunderstand about music all the time. They think that something that's intentionally kind of like oblique and hard to engage with is inherently more like artistic and comes from a more deep real place and something that's just like fun and catchy and for the benefit of the audience is somehow some simple formula that's easy mm -hmm. to to derive from. But I think it's like often the things that signal to us what genre or what style or what level of artistry we're supposed to engage something with is really a surface level thing. It's like the tempo, the instrumental colors and the the general like groove or genre that something's in. But that doesn't tell you anything about the nature of the harmonic progression, the nature of the melody, the nature of the form. There's so much detail in a piece of music that can make a really boring pop song and an incredibly interesting and intricate pop song. Yeah, And so I, totally I think agree. sometimes people misunderstand. They think like, oh, well, this is just a X type of track. So therefore, it's just some basic formula, right? And you could just churn out a bunch of this and it wouldn't really matter. And I think it's like my favorite composers are the people who use their intelligence and craft and heart and thoughtfulness to make something that's very selfless, that's purely for the enjoyment of others. It's not for any kind of pretentious. They're not going to get accolades. They're not going to have, yeah. you know, collegiate graduate you know music scholars praising the the details yeah of and what for me the maybe the most exciting thing about the score is there's a lot of video game scores that come out and it might be good music it might be quality music but it's reminiscent of things we've heard before it's not really breaking new ground we're listening to this i can say it doesn't really sound like any other score it's its own thing sound wise but the use of really crafted composition to balance that out and these two composers energy coming together what a special score let's move on to a t we have back-to-back -back t tracks this one is what i was referring to it's it's incredibly kirby-ish this is a boss theme it's the eddie boss battle theme mano a yo-yo here we go
You guys are listening to Mono a Yo Yo, composed by T from Penny's Big Breakaway. Gosh, so much personality, and and this is another example of how special the score is. Uh, boss themes usually are not this melodic, and uh, like like Will said, you could play this on piano. This feels almost like a classic VGM standard. Uh, in a way that, you know, the Kirby series is known for and other series is known for. But yeah, that's not the norm. That's not typically what we get from boss themes, even in colorful, fun platformers. as a 3D platformer. Uh, these boss themes are, are very special. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like these two composers were born to do something like this. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I always admire when people take their art serious in a way that goes beyond what would have been you know the minimum requirements and i think sometimes i get a little jaded cynical frustrated particularly with a lot of the status quo of like film and tv music these days where it just feels like you're fulfilling the path of least resistance you're doing Mm -hmm. the most basic minimal out of the way thing you could be doing and i get so encouraged when i hear examples like this that it's like Really, you could have chosen this palette and made music like this that was done at a much lower level of quality and intention. And for the average gamer, maybe they wouldn't know the difference. But I appreciate that these composers took the time to really be thoughtful and write these beautiful Another way to say it, Will, is, it in this is, way. The, is the obnoxious clickbaity uh, phrase, they didn't have to go this hard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could also say that. I guess so. Let's move on to... Now, I'm so excited for this. This is a T-Track followed by a Sean track, and both of these were my two favorite pieces in the score. So obviously, this is my favorite T-Track, and then the next one is my favorite Sean track. This one is the World's Edge theme. Um, let's see if I can figure out this word here. It's called Outside the Ido Fusicon. I'm not sure how to say that word. This is amazing. It's a really, it's one of the most interesting, unique pieces of VGM I've heard in a long time. It's composed by T. Let's check it out. This is a masterpiece. Uh, I'm not sure how to say the word, but outside the Ido Fuscan, it is uh, the World's Edge theme composed by T. Lopes. 
This is phenomenal. Uh, the way, clearly, in the World's Edge theme, I mean, this is supposed to be mysterious and spacey, and the use of 5-4 is one of the techniques uh, that T uses to achieve that. There's something a little bit off, something a little surprising about the groove. The melody is gorgeous, um, but also the use of breakbeat and surprising, weird samples and drops uh, that this track has it's just incredibly unique. Like, what other track that features those techniques is this beautiful, though? I mean, that's the thing. Is like, at the end of the day, this is just a beautiful piece of music. Well, and that's why I go back to this idea of layers. I think it's one of the most interesting aspects of music that I think sometimes, whether you're working, whatever medium, if music is meant to support the emotions of some other thing, whether it's film tv video games theater ballet like Mm -hmm. sometimes there's a really specific set of emotions you're trying to conjure this but you also want to conjure that at the same time Mm -hmm. and when it comes to if you're trying to do that with harmony or with melody alone that can be a really tricky thing to achieve but what's so amazing about music is that there are these layers that we can experience something in so having really pretty chords in a really intricate and unexpected groove that constantly feels like you're skipping a beat well now you've created a much more nuanced emotion because you have this rhythmic aspect of the piece that is emphasizing these kind of emotional qualities but then you have the harmonic aspects of the piece that are emphasizing totally different qualities yeah. and what you end up getting is something that's really specific and something that captures an environment or a really particular mood and you're not doing it through necessarily overly complex methods but it's just about taking this thing and putting it together with that thing in the combination of those two things makes it have all this depth and richness to it so we're moving on to this week's track of the week If I was going to show someone one track uh, just to get them interested in the score, it would be this. It's Penny in a Pinch. It's composed by Sean. It's the Vanilla Town boss. Uh, I think it's also the World's Edge boss theme. I adore this track. It got me so charged up when I heard it uh, earlier this week. I'm really excited for all of you to hear it. Let's take a listen to Penny in a Pinch. Just joyous magic. Penny in a Pinch by Sean Bialo. From Penny's big breakaway 
I love this track so much. It's really right up my alley. Uh, but there's so much more to it. If anyone else was going to make a boss theme, even in this style, in this similar vibe, it just wouldn't have this much to enjoy, this many sections with really strong melodies. But you also have moments of you know, sheer solos. Um, there's a sense of humor to it. So much fun and energy to it. Yeah, this this is one of the examples of what I love about video game music. What's so special about it? Just the energy here is unmatched. It's the feeling of being in really good hands, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that the music is doing is executed to such an elegant, effortless effect. And guys, listen to the drums and the bass in the score. We haven't mentioned it yet, but the it's all sequenced obviously um but the the drum implementing and writing and the bass implementing and writing incredible absolutely incredible yeah i mean i i think this this really captures what i said before about how sean's music hits me is it's like he's excellent in the simple aspects of music the uh, the micro and the macro he's great at arranging he's great at rhythmic nuance and complexity in these more progressive jazz kinds of idioms or jazz fusion yet he also has a really strong sense of like a simple short appealing catchy melody and the way those two things are layered it's constantly on the razor's edge of surprise and mm-hmm. predictability in a way that feels so satisfying it's it's almost like a, a workout regimen where it's like you need <laughs> times where you're stressing your muscles and really exerting and then you need that time for them to rest and recover absolutely the balance of how this how a piece of music like this effortlessly does it it really is like if you look at like a classical fugue form or something it's a workout it's like (laughs) there's no there's a balance between the technical complex brainiac stuff in the satisfying now we're just going to do kind of a a sequency episode where it's feeling satisfying and going where you want it to go but then before you know it we're surprising you we're subverting your expectations and the way that he balances that is again it's so elegant and it just makes it an effort Effortless, painless listening experience. Absolutely. Let's move on to a T composition. This is a really unique one. Puppet Pioneer. Here we go. listening to puppet pioneer love this track will what are some of the things that uh you hear as far as possible genres of influence in this piece of music it's pretty eclectic you know i mean i think that's an interesting question Th- this 
progression of the sort of um, minor jazz vocabulary with the descending bass line. That's kind that, of 70s film music or something. And it also makes me think of, there's something inherently like French, like the yeah. French chanson kind of yeah. sexy jazz thing. Um, but, you know, I also think what's great about music is th- there's the ambiguity. It's like everyone can take something different out of this. There's absolutely lots of aspects of different kinds of maybe bygone eras of music that are being hearkened to in this. But I think the thing that makes it so captivating and cohesive is this really strong and appealing melody. Yep. You know, it's like you can look at the genre, you can look at the groove and whatever, but this is a piece of music with a very assertive the melody and clear melody. This the track. melody has a distinct shape. There's a lot of repetition. There's very particular note choices. And to me, when I hear a piece of music like that, I'm not preoccupied with what are the influences, yeah, what are it really the styles. Doesn't because it really is about yeah da 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 da, and when he changes that, do that when in it any goes style one you want. higher, or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's like the 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 best thing about this piece is the melody, and I have to say, I think these are some of the best melodies I've ever heard from this composer. I really love T. Lopes' music, everything that I've heard before, and particularly what the I'm melodies always impressed are amazing with, on harmony and arranging. But here, it's like his melodies are on a another level of like simple directness that feels like really, it, it, I mean, it feels like expensive. Like this is a, you know, million dollar soundtrack. These are catchy hit single Absolutely. kind of tunes. So uh, Hunter Bridges is another great, great composer uh, that is on this team and he contributed a couple of tracks. He did other stuff on the game uh, other than music. Uh, This is one of the tracks. We only have time for one of his compositions today. This is really good. It's called It's a Begin Now and it's the Industria Boss theme. Again, this is by Hunter Bridges. Outstanding track, It's a Begin Now, composed by Hunter Bridges from Penny's Big Breakaway. Glad we got to feature one Hunter track. Yeah, this is outstanding, and it is cool. It's a very different style than the other boss themes, definitely uh, going for something very different musically. But yeah, I mean, this stands up with everything. This is a really great piece of music. And I think because of the production and arranging, it sits on the shelf with everything yes, in a really it does. comfortable way. It feels like an integral part of the score. I want to say also... I, I saw that T was maybe in charge of producing the whole uh, soundtrack, so it's possible that maybe he was kind of the ones that one that was maybe more under the hood on everything more. 
yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of find out um, how everything was actually, you know, produced and to what degree that sort of oversight contributed mm-hmm. to some of these things. But I also think this track is strong in a lot of the ways that the other tracks are strong. It's harmonically very interesting. It's a really unique arrangement and it's balancing that surprise and that predictability is maybe the wrong thing to say in this track, but that's Mm -hmm. sort of satisfying the music goes where you want it to go and the music is surprising and challenging. And I also like how it starts with this sort of heavy handed, almost like cliche, you know, Mm -hmm. dangerous bad guy film score music that sounds, which is like a a thing that games, especially old school games do all the time where I almost think of like a 1920s mustache twirling villain, but then that's just sort of the subtext for when the actual intensity of the groove comes in. Mm -hmm. And I love that sort of fake out where you think you're getting a piece of music that's maybe of a, a certain level and then really the floor drops beneath you and you realize this is just the setup. It's kind of that great fake out effect. It's so good. All right. We're going to finish up uh, our playlist here. Uh, this next track is by T. It's Maxims and Misfits. guys listening to maxims and misfits and i love the pieces uh that you know i said this earlier you know are send up to a very specific genre i mean clearly there's some kind of western vibes in this the use of the guitar it's cool they're not afraid to throw anything i mean this is a primarily synth soundtrack but there's some guitar here and there there's some you know church bells and choir and stuff it really is very very eclectic but yeah it all sits on the shelf together uh, very cohesively this is another really well-composed track and yeah this does not sound like anything i've really heard from t before so i think his uh, diversity is, is definitely on display in the score I think the thing that holds it all together is this is all video game music in the most classic sense that it's like even though we're exploring other genres the nature of this melody and these rhythms and the looping form and also the arranging it's like yes guitar is the lead here but there's been guitar in most of the tracks we've listened to and there's still this complement of synth and there's still the type of drum and bass production that evokes breakbeat that evokes almost like 
old, old like hip hop genres. And the, that particular quirky palette that they chose does tie all these tracks together, even if yeah. we're going for very different genre pastiche. Like this, yeah, this has an old film music quality. It's like Ennio Morricone, but yet there's this theremin. And, but it's like, it's not introducing elements that we that have been completely alien to the score it's just kind of like bringing this one element front and center before it was in more of a support role so effective and i think that's what ties it together as a soundtrack rather than just feeling like they just license a bunch of weird odd right. library music that had nothing to do with each other it's like this all still feels like oh one there's so much care soundtrack. so much care and heart in this uh let's move on to a sean composition by the book this is one of the cutscene themes of the game. Here we go. Outstanding by the book by Sean. Yeah, I love one of the things that's unique about the score. Such a cool choice is like you might have this bed of more traditional instruments. And so, you know, if, if you think about the vibe of this piece, this kind of threatening cutscene theme, you have that kind of bed of instruments you would expect. But yeah, the snarly synths on top of it definitely makes it feel like, okay, this is pennies. You're listening to a very unique, <laughs> specific score. And yeah, the sense of humor, that's something that is throughout the whole score and it sounds like the game too i'm excited to actually play this game i haven't gotten a chance to play it yet but yeah the sense of humor that's a really important part i think of this whole game and score this track does something rhythmically that i really love essentially it's in four or a very slow eight um but it it does something where with its groove where it makes you feel that you're in three in three and two we have this one two three one two three one two phenomenon which adds up to eight so we're we're still in a four and so then when we go to the b section it just stays comfortably in four without feeling like it's some sort of metric modulation or anything and i think that I, I really like that effect and there's something unsettling and unexpected and because the groove is a little bit more comfortable in more of a backbeat sense what those kind of bass riffs are doing is upsetting well, yeah, your when that when the actual drum kit backbeat comes in doesn't that feel so good 
because then right. you realize like how that all works together groove wise. Right. What you were hearing as like strong beats is actually just more of a funky syncopation once Amazing. we establish that backbeat. Um, and, and that's a, a, just a great musical technique where it, when you don't have drums, when you don't have a groove element, you can perceive rhythms in a totally different context. You can hear it as though it's like, okay, this is an odd meter. This is an odd meter. Oh, now we just have a bar of two. Okay, back to three, three, oh, and then two again, and it's surprising. But then, oh, actually, this has been in four all along, and mm-hmm. it, that wasn't the uh, the start of a new bar. That was just some syncopated, exciting pickup, and that's I, I, such a great effect, especially, and it's that same thing of, like, using relatively simple musical tools or simple musical ideas to achieve a more complex effect. You layer two two not extremely complicated things together and you juxtapose them and then you have more layers of depth, more layers of meaning, more layers of kind of nuance. And I think what's cool is since music hits us so emotionally that we don't have to think about these things, I still think that kind of like crude mathematics of this factor plus this factor, it does make an emotional impact, even if it's completely unconscious. And I love that about music that it's like, it's creative and abstract and not literal, yet there are ways to kind of channel pretty complex and precise feelings with it, which is, it's a fun challenge, I think, as a musician. One of the cool things is this score has quite a few collab pieces uh, between T. Lopes and Christian Whitehead, which I was very surprised to see. Christian, he also is a great composer too, so that we have two of those today on our playlist. This is one of those T. and Christian collabs. It's called Scales of Justice. You guys are listening to Scales of Justice. This is a collab track between T. Lopes and Christian Whitehead, who I just knew as more of like a a programmer, designer, um, someone that is involved in other aspects of the game, these games, and whether it's Mania or you know they started the studio Evening Star. I actually didn't know (laughs) that he was a great composer too. So, man of many talents here. Uh, This is this is a boss theme. I believe this is Judge Rufus boss theme. So cool. Man, I love this score, and I love hearing that bass riff that we just discussed mm-hmm. in a different context. Yeah. Um, yeah, this soundtrack really has much more than I think the uninitiated would think based on its sort of <laughs> unsubtle <laughs> tone. Right. Like it's very quirky. It's very in your face. It's Yeah, it's not... 
There's more it's than It's not the subtle eye. in its aesthetic. It's subtle in its execution. And those are things that I've always loved. I mean, like, you know how much I love ragtime music. Uh, it's like in what I love about ragtime is it's like the, the subtlety of the musical composition is in service of the entertainment value. Yeah. It's not this sort of self-consciously artful thing where someone sits there in a dark room and people are going, ooh, how deep and mysterious. It's the kind of thing that to a non-musician, it just sounds trite and fun and silly and not something to be taken seriously. And Mm -hmm. I admire that when people who are, these are clearly very intelligent composers, well-trained musicians. They understand music at a really high level because they can execute on all these different genres and they can do this really subtle musical stuff in terms of arranging melody writing command of harmony and timbre yeah i mean it's kind of silly to say in service of something it's kind of silly to say this because overall yeah someone would describe this oh this kind of silly over the top synth score and i i understand that but to me (laughs) it feels like the score kind of has something for everyone like there's so much to enjoy and pick out here um, so it, yeah, it's definitely more than meets the eye. I get it that overall these are these are sounds that maybe not are not for everyone, and someone might write it off. But I really challenge those people to to really that's, listen to what's happening. That's what's evocative of chiptune music. That's what's evocative Absolutely. of old it's carrying retro the torch of that. VGM. This is another collab track. Um, it's Palace Sneak Time Swing. I love this one. Here we go. guys listening to palace sneak time swing what a fun track so much personality very zesty yeah it's interesting to think of uh how this collab worked will had an interesting idea that maybe this could have been like uh, a track that christian had you know early on in development and then t was brought in to kind of flesh it out maybe they worked on it side by side uh not probably physically because i think uh they're in different parts of the world. But yeah, in any case, it's a wonderful collaboration because the end result is a really fun, lively piece. What a, what a great track. Yeah, I get the sense that Christian probably wanted to establish, like, what do I want this soundtrack to be? And maybe this is before they brought on another composer. And so early on in development, some of these tracks were kind of there as placeholders. And then maybe as they be. fleshed out the soundtrack and the sound, you know, especially if T did produce a lot of the music it could have been that like these tracks were like fleshed out or maybe rearranged to fit the overall 
aesthetic. I'm just conjecturing because I think the process of making a game is really long and elaborate. And somehow I don't see like, hey, why don't you work on a track with me just for fun? Mm-hmm. It almost would make more sense if it's yeah, like, I think so too. I, made I think you're probably right about start that. Out yeah. And then... So we just have this and then the play out. They're both Sean bangers. So don't go anywhere. I love this so much. This is Triadic <laughs> Ballet. Interesting title. It's the Editorium Boss theme. Here we go. Truly one of my favorites of the whole score, saving this banger for near the end. Oh my gosh, I, we got to cover this in the band one day. This is this is an all-time banger. I mean, it's like Yasuki Yasui levels of badassery. This is Triadic Ballet, funny title for this. Yeah, some of these t- titles have like musical genre words in them that are not accurate to what the track is, which is really funny. Um, oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it, I mean, this is this captures. Well, I love these episodes where, over the course of it, we kind of I feel like come together on like what is the sound of this composer, what is the sound of this game, and what are the features that stand out. And then when we can get to the end of the episode and have a track like this, that really sums it <laughs> yeah, all up, right? And it's it's all it's kind of a rewarding feeling. It's one of the best tracks it, for, for for me. Sometimes it's like I haven't heard a lot of this music before, so it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, it's hitting me this way. I'm thinking of this, and then when you can kind of get to the end and be like, yeah, really, the I feel like the thesis of today's episode is that like craft, intelligence, cleverness, um, and the elegance of execution all delivering something that like a Yasuke Isui or like a Jake Kaufman. It creates something unpretentious, oh my infectious, that is just like so easy to grab and enjoy. I mean, it's the same thing we talk about with like Princess Connect, where it's yep. like the level of musical craftsmanship and almost Olympian level um, <laughs> performance and execution that's happening is so you it's know, such an athletic yet score. You can just listen to it tempo-wise for being catchy from a listener fun. perspective, but just thinking about the <laughs> the achievement these composers uh, were able to put into this. Very athletic, very impressive. We're going to play out with what to me feels like maybe an ending theme. I know it's near the end of the score. It's called Wind It Up, Yo, and it's composed by Sean Bialo. Perfect way to send you on your way. Thanks so much for joining us for this spotlight on this incredible score. One of my favorite scores I've heard in a long time. Very, very excited to hear more of both these composers composers but especially sean to me he's kind of a newcomer so can't wait to hear what he does next 
wow, this was fun. I completely agree. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And it's always fun when we can shine a spotlight on a brand new video game soundtrack, but it doesn't feel like we're extending our palette into, okay, this is a modern score, <laughs> yeah. so we have to have a different This is a classic Mercado score, right? Approach. I mean, it's like, we would have loved this at any age, you know? It's just, yeah. it's timeless and fun. All right, that's it. Before we wrap up here, I just want to plug something. Um, recently, I got to write additional music for this docuseries that's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's about... Lionel Messi, the Argentinian soccer superstar. It's called Messi's World Cup, The Rise of a Legend. Um, and I worked for my boss, Mark Isham, um, did the score, and I was involved on it and got to write some additional music. So, so awesome. I just figured I would plug that to any uh, of our global listeners who are football fans. Yeah, check it out, everybody. Um, or anybody who's interested. I, I think it's a, a really cool story, and I'm just very lucky and grateful to be a part of it. Congrats, man. That's so exciting. Thanks, All you. right, I think that's it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.